one, we're back. We are back with a brand new episode, ladies and gentlemen, welcome in. It's episode 204, this is Kicking It With The King, and my name is Gabriel Hernandez, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back in here, welcome back to the show, it's good to be back, it is Jesus Day, Sunday, September 29th. 2019, ladies and gentlemen, we're back, yes, on a Sunday, I did say in the last episode that we wouldn't be back next week, but we would be back sooner than that, because you just never know, because of the past episodes, I did some post-fight episodes, and I did some bonus content last week, so I'm like, we never know when, when we're going to come back, you know, it could be sooner rather than later, so better late than never, you know, barely have rather have an early start than have a late start you know it's sunday like i said sunday afternoon um a lot of people are relaxing a lot of stuff happened over the weekend a lot of people have had long weekends already and this is the final day before the beginning of the week so ladies and gentlemen like i said welcome in it is a pleasure to be back i have a lot of time on my hands i um had a great weekend uh what i mean by that is like i had a lot of time on my hands meaning i had a lot of things I was able to do yesterday and the day before, and you know, obviously getting to watch a lot of fights. There was a lot of fights on this weekend, so um, like I said, that warranted and both motivated me to get back and you know get right back here, ladies and gentlemen. I appreciate you guys for joining us here today, ladies and gentlemen. Sit back, relax. It's Sunday. Uh, get your coffee. Get your beer, get your alcohol, get your tequila. Man, you won't even imagine what I seen on Friday. Like, um, I was at, I was going to the convenience store, right, and I'm um, sitting in the car, and I don't go directly in the store yet. And uh, first person I see come out of the store is like an Indian dude, but he had a expensive ass bottle of tequila or some sort of alcohol i had a glance of his receipt and it was like 50 something dollars i was like i mean i've seen that stuff in the store before this is like damn he looked like he was having fun it was friday night and then this dude comes out with two packs of bud light the three packs of tall tall boys and then this other dude comes out with some tequila and some beer or something and puts it in his ice chest. And then this other guy came. I swear, this is everything i seen. This other dude came, and he, he poured his whole beer into, like, this styrofoam cup and put it into his truck and stuff. I guess it's, like, their way of drinking and driving, I guess. And without getting caught, just let, let it be known. If you do get caught, that would be terrible. And then I'm not finished, though. But um, what happened after that was uh, someone came out with a frozen bottle of tequila or uh, of Hennessy that was in the freezer and I guess they wanted to buy it I don't know like if they just keep their their Hennessy in there but yeah they went in there and um everyone was getting fucked up so they got me inspired to really want to go to the store I ended up getting a couple of drinks got pretty fucked up on Saturday Friday night um had a lot of fun um obviously like I said there was a lot of there was some fights on a couple of Bellator shows amongst uh UFC that just happened yesterday and that that's kind of like that's everything that's on our list today so um ooh I got some beer in my eye ah fuck that's everything we're going to be talking about like I said one more time thank you guys for joining us in here today just sit back and relax we got a great show it's great to be back and we're going to hit home every single time. Um, I don't know if I said this already, but um, so early I was I was browsing through the archives of the podcast, basically. You know how I have like 200 plus episodes? 
So I went, I wanted to go back and I got curious, you know, I was like, let me find some of the old episodes because I can't find my old uh, RSS feed in the app store or in the podcasting, uh, the podcast, um, I don't know, the podcasting app, you can't find it on there. There's only one URL feed for me and that's the one that we're currently on as we speak. But I was trying to find old episodes and kind of see how it used to be. So I started to brainstorm and think about some of the past platforms I've been on. I've been on SoundCloud before. There was something called Spreaker. I don't remember the other uh, platforms that I were on. I was on, but they were discontinued, as I said in the ad. Um, if you heard the ad before, before the podcast starts and stuff, and hopefully you enjoyed that new intro music or something. I just thought that would be funny to put it on there. Um, but I started going deep in the archives. I went to SoundCloud. I downloaded the SoundCloud app. I typed in the old name of the podcast, the G Meeker MMA Show. I typed it in. I saw episodes two through three, two and three, and uh, I think like episode 20 or something. But it didn't have like the entire list because I think it was all in different spots. Man, it was, it was, a, it was, a, it was a fucking uh, nightmare back then trying to get this podcast out and, um, you know, put it distribute it out to the masses to where everyone can get it everywhere so like i said that fast forwards me to 2019 and using the anchor app that was that's what made it so much more beneficial but i found a couple of episodes <laughs> and i was like you know a couple of them were real long and some of them were real you know i had guests on that's the thing i had some guests on my first few episodes of the show and i was just like that's just crazy how i was able to amass that and do that so um it was actually kind of cool, a little embarrassed to to hear it, but, um, you know, everybody starts somewhere, and that's where we started, but, um, like I said, let's not waste any time, let's get to today's lineup, um, appreciate you guys for joining us, but first and foremost, before we begin, we are available on Spotify, we're available on Apple Podcasts. Google Play Music Podcast and any other major podcast provider. Anywhere you get your podcast, ladies and gentlemen, we see this every week. We're available there. You won't miss a single second of this podcast. Every single episode is available every week for free everywhere. I don't get why people have you subscribe and have to pay to listen to people's stuff. I want people to listen to my stuff. I want people to be able to access everything that I have. All the content, everything I have, everything I put out, that's exactly what we're going to do. Let's get into it. Let's break it down. A lot of fights happen. A lot of fight nights. A lot of amazing performances. A lot of emphatic knockouts. A lot of come-from-behind victories. A lot of uh, mouth-droppers, you know, jaw-droppers, you know, fantastic performances. Two fight nights, back-to-back. Bellator. Bellator in Dublin. James Gallagher um, wins again. Um, looks good. Benson Henderson defeats Miles Jury. And that was another featured fight, lightweight fight. Benson Henderson is, I think, is on like a three-fight winning streak now. Let me Don't quote me on that. Let me just make sure that's good. Um, on top of that, going over the UFC world real quick, and then we'll get back to that, and we'll get into all the lineups, and we'll, we'll get into talking about everything. Um, also, UFC Copenhagen recapped, uh, uh, wrapped, excuse me, um, Jared Cannonier defeats... Jack Hermanson by second round TKO. Jared Cannonier looked absolutely fantastic. He looked like a world championship world championship level fighter. Looks like an absolute world beater. What's next for him? We'll talk about his excellent performance, how he fits in the middleweight pitcher, amongst other stuff, as well as staying at middleweight. Um, this weekend, we have UFC 243 um, in Australia, headlined by 
middleweight champion Robert Whitaker taking on interim middleweight champion Israel Adesanya, one of the most anticipated uh, Australian fights of all time, biggest fight in in, in Australia. Australian history. This is the most talked about fight in that country. Everyone's going to be tuning in. The numbers are going to be outstanding, and it's going to be crazy, man. And um, also, going over to Bellator, we'll talk about um, Gegard Mousasi defeats Lyoto Machida by split decision. Um, Patricio Pitbull defeats Juan Archuleta by unanimous decision. Very, you know, exciting fight. At certain points in time, but it wasn't nearly as as uh, a lot expected, nor was it as I expected, in a good way and both bad. So we'll talk about all the fight stuff and all that different stuff, and we're covering all that today in this episode, ladies and gentlemen. We're getting a lot of great content. We're getting a lot of great things to talk about. Um, like I said, appreciate you guys. And you can follow our podcast page directly at KWTK Pod on Instagram as well as Twitter. Twitter, I'm a lot more active. Instagram, I don't really use it too much, to be honest, when it comes to the podcast. I do have an Instagram personally that I do use and I go on, but you know, I'm not too big on the Instagram when it comes to like promoting the show. I know it would be do better. It would do a lot it would be more beneficial for me to do that, but you know, I just I just don't I'm too lazy, man. I do a lot of stuff, so adding that thing is uh, it's just it's just crazy. But let's not waste any time. Let's get into it. UFC Copenhagen recapped. I said last week or last episode that Jared Cannonier is an absolute star. You know, either Jack, Jared Cannonier or Jack Hermanson, whoever is the winner of this fight, will be on the short list of being added to that crazy pool, that stacked division of killers. Israel Adesanya, Yoel Romero's in there, Paulo Costa, obviously the champion Robert Whitaker. Um, who else is up there? I mean, obviously Jack Hermanson's still in the mix. Um, I do think, despite that loss, I think he, he obviously was very humble in defeat. Did post a video on Instagram, you know, recapping the fight. Um, obviously, unfortunately, Khalil Roundtree Jr. falls short. Um, Ayon Kunti Laba looked absolutely emphatic and absolutely lived up to his name as being named the Hulk. I mean, little aggressive at the weigh-ins, yelling in Roundtree's face, kind of just like, ah! Basically, just like yelled in his face, and you see Roundtree kind of little, not not phased by it, he just little phased. Like he moved back and kind of was just like living in the moment. Nearly was he really, he wasn't really like affected by it, but you know, um, the Hulk lives up to his name. He smashes Roundtree Jr., and it looks absolutely amazing. It looked like an absolute world beater. You know, he took him down at will. And and it seemed, from my point of view, that Roundtree didn't practice any takedown defense or, you know, the grappling defense wasn't on par. You know, it seemed like he was kind of, it looked like as, as if he wasn't comfortable or wasn't, you know, familiar with the grappling. I'm not, I, I can't be a judge. I'm not judging on that. It's just, it's just what I've seen and what I broke down. So that, that was an excellent performance. Talk about that. Um, like I said, Musasi was victorious against Michida. If you remember the back in 2014, they fought over in the UFC, and Michida kind of handily, you know, beat him tactically. But this fight was a closer fight. A lot of people scored it two to one for Gegard. Two to one Machida. I seen a couple times, but I seen two to one. I thought it was two to one. I thought it was an excellent fight. Um, like I said, Bellator is a modern day strike force, man, and they're doing some big things over there. So, um, I'm really excited to keep on watching. I actually watched a couple of the Bellator cards. You know, my head was hurting. I had a hangover from the previous night. So on Saturday, I wasn't really able to watch all the UFC Copenhagen's and stuff. I watched uh, another. 
another notable win, another one I was very happy for was Nicholas Dalby. He was successful against uh, Alex Cowboy Oliveira. A very exciting fight. Uh, you know, the, the a crowd, man. I tweeted, I was like, can we go to Copenhagen every fucking weekend? Because the crowd, when they have one of their own, they're like one of their own bread fighters coming in to fight. Everything he does absolute cheers it's roaring in there you know i played the fights on my phone obviously streamed them off the, the espn app uh um turn on a blue uh turn on the bluetooth speaker and just hearing the roar of the fans man it was just absolutely emphatic unforgettable i mean those fans are super passionate i enjoyed every aspect of it but my like i said my head was hurting so i wasn't able to really watch the rest of the fights how crazy is that and and plus they're in the morning man they're like around 8 30 my time 8 30 8 30 p.m. Pacific, oh, 8.30 a.m. Pacific, so if you're in California, like, we get up in the morning, we say you sleep in and shit, like, you barely waking up, you get, like, 30 minutes to wake up, and you have to go and watch fights, man, it looks like it's gonna rain, those clouds are nasty, um, they're definitely dark, uh, but, yeah, like I said, I watched a lot of fights, I, I hanged out, I just, just chilled, and, and, you know, just, Watch a lot of fights, but you know I watch. I did pay attention. I did pay attention to all the results. I did give my thoughts on them. I did, I did watch the Pitbull versus Juan Archuleta fight. Um, I thought that was. I mean, I I, I thought it was going to be a much more entertaining fight, obviously, but you know high stakes um, when it comes to this featherweight Grand Prix tournament over in Bellator. Also on the card as well, a lot of exciting shit happened this weekend. Um, the McKees, AJ McKee and Antonio McKee, famously, you know, rising prospect, AJ McKee, you know, undefeated. I think he's 15 and 0 now with that win. Um, defeats, uh, who is he? Georgie Karakanyan by like a first round KO in under 10 seconds. Didn't beat Masvidal's record, but he did make Jaws drop and he advances in the, in, in the featherweight Grand Prix tournament. I think they had the, the Bellator, that Bellator had, a um, a little like game show tournament selection you guys get to pick their next opponents based on i don't i don't know how the fuck it worked but it was like a game show man but you know like i said bellator is doing some really interesting things and it's really hard to not want to fall suit with what they're doing so it's number one ufc number two bellator what they're doing is absolutely fantastic so like i said let's get into jared cannonier and um his performance and what's next you know what what's next for him you know obviously i think he's on the short list of, of contenders, you know, obviously he's coming off the win over Anderson Silva, and, you know, I think he, he ever since he's been at middleweight, he's been David Branch, he stopped David Branch by TKO, stopped Anderson Silva, and just beat Jack Hermanson, and, you know, now, now he's on the short list of contenders, because you look at the stacked middleweight division, you know, there's a couple of names that no longer at, or at middleweight, like Chris Weidman, Luke Rockhold, both that light heavyweight now. Um, don't know what Luke Rockhold's up to or if he's retired or anything else like that. But, um, you know, you got Yoel Romero in the mix. You got uh, Uriah Hall still in the mix. I feel like um, Paulo Costa. You've got um, Robert Whitaker, obviously champion. Israel Adesanya, interim champion. And, you know, it's just stacked, man. Let's take a look at the middleweight rankings. Let me just do this. Let me just read this message real quick. It's a deep, long, super long message. Oh my god, I'm gonna cry. This is really deep. <sighs> yeah, but that's a it's a huge card. I can't believe that's this weekend though. Um, 
Israel Adesanya takes on Robert Whitaker. A lot of people are uh, overlooking Robert. A lot of people are praising Whitaker. I mean, not a lot of people are praising Adesanya. And, you know, he rightfully deserves a hype, but this will be his first real test to if he really is ready for that big show. You know, if all those fights weren't a fluke, I mean, if you look at the guys he's fought, Derek Brunson, not near a championship any, any time soon. All respects to Derek Brunson. Thinks he's a fantastic fighter. You know, definitely has a lot of power. Anderson Silva wasn't a prime Anderson Silva. Was a fan friendly fight, fan f- fun fight. Was a good one to, f- to watch. You know, new school versus old school, but stylistically, when it, I mean, he's fought Kelvin Gastelum too. You know, obviously future champion, championship level material in that kind of regard. But like a guy like Yabo Romero or something is a guy I want to see um, Israel go up against. Really have a big test. But, you know, we don't get Yoel Romero, but we do get Robert Whitaker later on. This week. This weekend. It's an exciting fight. I can't wait to see it. But, like, going back to Jerry Cannonier, he was a heavyweight before. He weighed 300 pounds at one point. He fought a heavyweight, fought a light heavyweight, and, you know, obviously he had a couple of losses down there at light heavyweight and at heavyweight. But, you know, he eventually made the move down to 185 pounds. He looked absolutely phenomenal. Absolutely fantastic. I'm not saying that he didn't have the skills up there at a higher weight class, but sometimes people just make that drop or make that jump up and they look better than ever. They're not drawing themselves out. They're not limiting their strengths or abilities. But in Jared's case, this move to middleweight was one of the best. I mean, his win, his win over David Branch, his win over Anderson Silva. I mean, he stopped Anderson Silva with the with the leg kick. You know, in Israel Adesanya, you know, he he's supposed to be the most decorated striker and most creative striker. He's the next John Jones in a lot of people's eyes. I don't necessarily say that. I was kind of saying that with sarcasm. But, you know, Jared stopped Silva. He he strategized and he stopped Anderson. Israel entertained it and had a good fun fight and you know, it was a, it was a good fight for the fans, but you know, in my case, I feel like, you know, what these guys are doing is that they're the types that, you know, I mean, I feel like, you know, Cannoneer with his stoppage over Silva, say what you want about the stoppage, but just the fact that he did stop him, and, you know, Anderson had his good moments in the fight with Israel and stuff. I'm not saying Israel isn't uh, isn't up there with the high-level strikers and stuff. I'm just saying that you look at the performances they've had against previous opponents. Jared Cannoneer is right up there. I mean, he's, he's good. He's he, he, he has nasty ground and pound. He has nasty striking. He hits like a heavyweight. Hits real hard, devastating elbows, nasty leg kicks. He has some nasty leg kicks, man. And he, like I said, he showed that against Anderson. Showed that against Hermanson. And you know, Hermanson was never really able to get the never really able to get the rhythm. You know, Jared Cannonier, like I said, is a star. I thought so when he stopped Branch. The way he stopped David Branch. He hurt him. He followed up. He finished him. David Branch is a tough guy. I mean, if you look at this, the the resume he has, I mean, former two division champion over in the World Series of Fighting, stopped Tiago Santos at middleweight. He folded him up. I like talking about that, man. You guys don't give David Branch respect, despite the USADA suspension. But that is what technically happened. But um, yeah, big things for Jared Cannonier. I mean, 
I don't know what's going to happen with the middleweight division, obviously, following this weekend's main event. I mean, Israel is going to fight Robert Whitaker, so depending on who wins that, say Israel beats Whitaker, which I I, mean, I don't think that's going to happen. But um, I think that, you know, whoever wins is most likely going to fight Paulo Costa next. So where does Jared Cannonier fit? I'm going to pull up the middleweight rankings and see what we can do with this because it's kind of interesting to see where it comes from. I'm, what, what we can do right now, what we can talk about right now, what can be the next things to talk about right now. Ugh, excuse me, what can be next for Cannonier? Because it's interesting to see. Let me see, Jared Cannon. Let me UFC middleweight rankings real quick. Well, th these are the rankings as of seven days ago, basically a week. Well, actually a week. Um, let me see. Middleweight. Ah, here we go. Number one is Israel Adesanya, an interim middleweight champion. Paulo Costa's number two. Yoel Romero is number three. Calvin Gaslam's number four. Hermanson is number five. Uh, probably going to be updated soon, so it might be lower than that. Um, if you look at the whole top 15, um, Brad Tavares, Uriah Hall, Ian Heinish, Jared Cannonier, obviously Derek Brunson, um, but Ronaldo Souza, Chris Weidman, obviously doesn't fight at middleweight anymore. Um, Yoel Romero doesn't have a date. I mean, that would be a huge fight. Romero versus... No, uh, Cannoneer. I mean, I don't know, but, you know, does Cannoneer deserve a title shot next? I mean, I don't know truly because I want to see what happens with um, Israel and Robert first. Then after that, we can go to uh, seeing what we can do with Hermanson. Or, or what, not with Hermanson, with uh, with Cannoneer because I do think he does. he is welcomed up there. He does deserve to be up there. And I think that that will be a interesting fight to see where he fares. I mean... Let this be known, Benson Henderson fought like 24 hours earlier before that fight in Dublin, Ireland. And he flew back to the States to corner his his good friend, his teammate, his training partner, Jared Cannonier. Shout out to Benson Henderson, former UFC lightweight champion. Wrecking shop over there in Bellator. Let's pull up Benson Henderson's Wikipedia, see how he's doing. I'm pretty sure he's on like a three-fight winning streak, if I'm not mistaken. Let's see, Benson Anderson, pull up his Wikipedia page, Jamie. Also, some good news, speaking of it, since I've seen that. Um, I guess, Henry, uh, not Henry, excuse me, Colby Covington versus Kamaru Usman is, uh, is set for UFC 245, pretty sure. We'll look at 245, preview that real quick. Um, let me see, Benson Henderson, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's on like three fight win, four fight win streak now. So, that's absolutely awesome. Damn, so Benson Henderson has a win over Patricio Pitbull. So Patricio Pitbull just beat Juan Archuleta and is known as one of the most scariest featherweights ever. You know, he obviously got his leg injured in that fight. Um, with Benson Henderson, but since then he hasn't he hasn't lost. He's beating Daniel Strauss, Daniel Wildshell, Emmanuel Sanchez, Michael Chandler, and just beat Juan Archuleta. 
recently, um, in advanced, um, but, you know, Benson Henderson, uh, came into the UFC, uh, well, not the UFC, into Bellator, he, he, he fought, he came into Bellator and fought Andre Koreshkov, ooh, that was a bad fight for him, obviously, um, he fought for the, t- I th- yeah, he fought for the title, and he lost five rounds, um, then came and beat Patricio Pitbull by a leg injury. He got a leg injury in that fight. Couldn't walk afterwards. And fought Michael Chandler for the lightweight title. Then he lost by split decision and uh, lost against Patricio Pitbull's brother, Patricky, by split decision. Then he goes on to beat Roger Huerta, Syed Awad, Adam Piccolotti and Miles Jury. So Benson Henderson has had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight fights in Bellator. In uh, eight fights in Bellator in a mass of let's see. Since two thousand sixteen, he's been fighting Bellator since two thousand and sixteen. His last win in the UFC was over one Jorge Masvidal by split decision. A lot of people didn't didn't uh, agree with that one. Thought it was closer, closer than what it should have been. But yeah, like I said, Benson Harris's record shop over in Bellator. He's looked good. He's back to his winning ways. He's looked good. I mean, you know, he keeps winning like that. He might, he might uh, <laughs> have another date with Patricio Pitbull down at, at lightweight, depending on what's going on with the, the the featherweight ranking. I don't know what happens with the lightweight belt or anything in the middle of it. Why, uh, while Patricio was fighting over in. Um, the, the featherweight tournament and stuff. It's awesome to really talk about more stuff than just the UFC stuff. It's interesting. But anyways, like I said, Cannonier looked excellent. He looked it, it looked it looked uh awesome. He did great. Excellent, amazing performance. Obviously, a lot of people have been talking about it and you know been been posing him as a serious threat over at middleweight for a very long time, and now he's getting the real recognition I feel he deserves. Um, definitely sucked to see Gunnar Nelson lose. Great performance by uh, Gilbert Burns. Gilbert Durino Burns defeats Gunnar Nelson by a unanimous decision. Um, a couple other notable fights on that card. Um, I can't even think of the names, honestly, but I didn't really watch too much of the card because, like I said, I was dealing with the hangover the whole time, so it was hard for me to watch it. But I did watch um, Nicholas Dalby be successful in his hometown. Beautiful moment for him. So, let's move on over to UFC 243 this weekend. A lot of people, I don't like how people are under look, overlooking Robert Whitaker, man. Robert Whitaker has had two of the biggest wins over Yoel Romero. Say what you want about those. They're real close fights. Uh, he got hurt in those fights. Um, you know, he was able to withstand what Romero was able to do. Uh, obviously showed a heart of a true champion in that fight. You know, he, he, he withstood the bombs of Romero. He withstood the pressure. And he was able to dictate the pace, and you know, kind of shut him down essentially. You can say what you want about that, about those performances and stuff, but um, you can hear me pour. 
<laughs> but yeah, um, but say what you want, but he's still the champion. He has a tough test against the young, hungry, up and coming lion. Israel Adesanya obviously isn't. He's obviously up and coming, but you know we haven't really seen him tested. Obviously, in the last fight with Kelvin Gastelum, we've seen him really tested. It was one of the most exciting fights of all time. But um, you know, it, it's going to be interesting to see how this one pairs because. We've seen Robert out for a while. Israel's fought way more times than Rob has in the last couple of years. So it's going to be interesting to see Rob come back. And interested, I'm interested to see how he looks after coming back against a guy like Israel. Flashy, nasty kicks, nasty punches. It's like you're playing a video game or watching a video game compete every time Israel fights. I mean, he's he, he's flashy. He's, he moves good. He talks good. The social media is excellent. Um, overall, complete package, man. Israel has all the skills in the world. Amazing takedown defense. Um, you know, he has all the makings to be an absolute world champion. He's a dangerous competitor. He's a dangerous fight for Rob. He can tag her. He can hurt Rob. Rob could hurt him. Um, you know, Israel doesn't necessarily have the, the the power of a Romero, but he's nasty. He his his sniper like tendencies. He has like sniper like punches, knees, elbows, kicks, and his hands are fast. He's he's nasty. He's lengthy. He's long. Comparable to John Jones. That's an amazing comparison, man. Being compared to a guy like John. John's long. He's lengthy. He doesn't necessarily have the power like a Rumble Johnson or a Francis Ngannou, but he's just tactically there. The ground and pound is vicious. His wrestling, his takedowns are strong. His clinch game is absolutely phenomenal. John's elbows are fantastic. You know, obviously has the ability to finish guys on the feet. I mean, finish Cormier. Obviously, he finished Gustafson on the ground with vicious ground and pound. And, you know, John's last couple fights, he's absolutely amazing. So, I mean, for Israel to be compared to a guy like John. Speaking of John, did you see John's uh, Instagram? He, uh, I guess it was in the news that Chris Weidman said, uh, said that he's a man that beat John Jones and he would love to shock the world like he shocked the world against and when he beat, when he fought Anderson Silva. Um, then, let me see, let me see if, because John's notorious for deleting stuff, let me see if that video's still up there, but he just basically said that Chris Weidman, like, that's a bad idea, and then, uh, what did, Anderson Silva commented, oh my god, that's fucking funny, <laughs> that's hella funny, what did John say, I'm gonna turn this up. John Anik and, and Rashad Evans, Anderson Silva comment. Uh, a lot of people. Are, damn, John has a lot of daughters. John has four daughters, all very beautiful daughters. John's the best in the world. But John, John said, "Be careful with that target you're staring at on my back. It might just bite you in the ass, Chris Weidman." And he tagged him. I I bet Chris is gonna eventually like respond. But Chris has a fight with Dominic Reyes, and he still has to get past. Uh, he uh, he still has to get past a very tough, very tough individual for for him to fight a guy like Reyes. 
I think that's that really is going to show what Reyes is, and also is going to show where Chris still is, even despite you know obviously his move up to two hundred and five pounds. We've seen debuts go amazing. And we've also seen him go terribly wrong. So he has to deal with, with Dominic Reyes. Say he has an amazing performance over Reyes. He can add him to the short list of guys that could be next for the title shot. I mean, the fact that John took time out of his day to shout Chris Weidman out on Instagram maybe shows that John is interested. And John was also would also smash Chris Weidman if it came down to that. I'm sorry, but that's just the truth. When you're a bad motherfucker like John Jones, you can say whatever you want, man. I mean, Anderson Silva <laughs> commented on that. You know the whole history. Anderson lost to Chris Weidman twice, but, you know, for Chris, this, Chris, a lot of people are, uh, we're going to be completely off topic, but it's all right. A lot of people are going at Chris Weidman because, you know, they think it's like an outlandish statement because of his last, his last few fights. And, you know, he, he hasn't won in his last few fights. And he he's on a losing streak, and a lot of people are just thinking like it's outlandish for someone who's on a losing streak to say that. So that's why people are uh, people are uh, doubting him. I mean, he said some good things, man. Chris Wyman, he, he he mentioned John in the news a couple times, said John Jones hasn't looked as good, as as dangerous as of late. I mean, if he really can come in there and beat this guy, then it would be interesting. I mean, I, I think it would be awesome, but to see, he has to win first before any of that. Otherwise, none of that stuff makes it, makes a, makes a new, makes a, any sense or, you know, a lot of people can't get behind it. Uh, let's look, Chris Weidman. But we'll get back to anything else, whatever the fuck we we're talking about earlier. I don't care. This is more interesting, anyways, because it's coming. It's bringing more headlines for me. Um, Chris Weidman says Dominic Reyes in for rude awakening at UFC on ESPN six. He make he's obviously making his light heavyweight debut, and here's here's what Chris Weidman said on Submission Radio I have a lot of experience fighting on big stages against some really good guys Weidman told Submission Radio and I've never had an easy fight and I love that and I'm expecting a war with him regardless because I know he's hungry and he believes in himself but once I think I'm but, what, but I think once I'm in the positions that I know I can get to, it's going to be some rude awakenings Reyes is coming off on a controversial razor split Razor thin split decision went over Volkan Ozdemir. Um, Weidman sees a hole in Reyes's game that he believes he will be able to expose more than Ozdemir did. Well, he's never faced a wrestler, let alone a wrestler of my pedigree, my MMA experience, and he's never had a taste of that. I mean, he, t- he got taken down four times against Ozdemir, and Ozdemir, I don't think had more than two takedowns in his UFC career, so I think the wrestling along with my jiu-jitsu is really X-factor and the pace. Everyone can stop two or three takedowns, but I'm not going to stop coming. He also has to worry about my hands hitting his chin, so I think he brings a lot of danger to the uh, danger. But I think I bring a lot of danger to the table. He also said I think it's a good opportunity for me to make a real big statement in the 205-pound division as opposed to me taking a guy who most people think I can beat and they are not ranked as highly. This guy, this is a guy a lot of people are believing in and thinking that he has a chance to fight for the belt and possibly a champion one day. And so, for me to come along and go out there and have a good performance against him, I think it puts me in right in a discussion at 205 pounds. 
we're going to stop reading that article, but I do agree with 100% of those things he said. It was controversial in his last fight, man. You're in for a rude awakening if you're fighting a guy like Chris Weidman, especially when he has good wrestling. And if he talks about using his wrestling and he's going to use it, I just think it's not it's not smart for him to stand and trade, especially when he has good wrestling, too. He can mix it in. He can make him uncomfortable. He can make it a, a, a exciting and a very dangerous fight for Reyes. It'll be a huge test for him, definitely. We'll definitely show where Reyes is, especially with a guy at middleweight coming up to 205 pounds and beating you. That's not going to be a good wreck. That's not going to be a good... Uh, that's not going to be a good look, man, for, for Reyes. Reyes is in a point... Uh, uh, um, a position to where he wants to right the wrongs of his last fight and and right the wrongs and have an amazing emphatic uh, fight over and obviously an emphatic p- performance over a guy like Chris Weidman. So that's going to be interesting. That fight, uh, when is that fight going to happen? When is that going to happen? Yes. October 18th, so that's in a couple weeks, so we'll get that one, that's an excellent fight, anyways, what were we talking about before that, man, before we got, like, completely off track, we, we, we don't even need to be on track in this fucking thing, dude, we can just talk about whatever the fuck we need to talk about, and you're so cute. Anyways, let's move along. I mean, going on to UFC 243, we got more fights on that card that are pretty exciting, so we we can preview that. Let's pull up UFC 243. Let me just preview that card completely because there's a lot of exciting fights. Um, I think the Dan Hooker fights uh, Ally Quinta on that fight on that fight card too. So that's an excellent fight if you're a fight fan. Um, Tai Tuivasa returns against uh, Sergey Spilvak. Luke Jamil versus Diego Lima. Originally it was supposed to be Holly Holm versus Raquel Pennington, uh, but she was forced out of that fight due to a hamstring. And yeah, absolutely unfortunate because I've never seen Holly come out of a fight. Never seen her pull out a fight, so it's kind of unfortunate. <sighs> That's weird. Dana White reacts to ridiculous ban on UFC Octagon Girls. Quote, nobody treats women better than we do. What? What's that mean? So they're not going to have ring card girls? What, are you going to bring dudes in or something? Dana White quoted said our octagon girls they're a part of our ufc brand as anyone they're ambassadors for our sport dana white told its daily telegraph so for someone who has no education whatsoever about who these girls are about what they do what they mean to ufc to start going off it's ridiculous they mentioned girls like ariani celeste and Brittany palmer and yeah uh But, 
So are they going to have the the Octagon girls in the cage? Are they are they still going to be able to show up? <laughs> Some funny things have happened in the last few days. Um, aging Tank Abbott tried to jump over the cage. Tried to jump Ryan Bader at Bellator 226 was too old and feeble to get over the railing. I mean, if you look at Tank Abbott, if you know who that is, and you look at his Instagrams, bro, Ryan Bader would kill you. It would be murder if you fought Ryan Bader. Ryan Bader, Chick Congo, went to war in Bellator 226 main event earlier this month in San Jose, California, but the fight was called off in the opening frame at what appeared to be an accidental eye poke suffered by the Parisian power puncher. As Ryan was exiting the cage, he crossed paths with former rival Quentin Rampage Jackson, friend and training partner of Czech Congo. Tense words from both sides lived to an impromptu scuffle that had officials scrambling to intervene. And then Tank Abbott, who trains at the Congo Jackson gym, was intended was in attendance and was ready to teach Bader a lesson in street justice. That was fucking funny, dude. Are you on, like, crack or drugs or something, dude? He's like, there was a little skirmish after the fact. I was trying to make my way into the cage, but I couldn't get over the railing. I was going to throw down with Rampage and check. But uh, the barrier seemed too significant for me to get over, and I was kind of freaking my wife out. So I calmed down, but I was definitely on my way. Uh, what the fuck, dude? Are you kidding me? Like, if you look at his fucking Instagram videos, dude, you're halfway to dying, bro. He's undergone a recent liver transplant, and it says he's lucky to be alive. <laughs> so fucking funny, dude. <laughs> I'm like, that would not go good. That would just not go good for you. What else is it? I mean, we're going to preview Robert Whitaker versus Israel Adesanya. Um, I mean, like, fight picks-wise, I'm just going to go with Robert Whitaker because I I just, I, I want to, I want people, I want to right the wrongs for people that think Israel, I mean, Israel obviously, like, has, has, has the skills, you know, definitely has, um, you know, obviously, serious potential, but it's going to be interesting to see what the what it's going to be like. Um, breaking news. Let's see. Seen some uh I was looking at uh some breaking news. Robert De Niro drops multiple F bombs in response to criticism he receives from Fox News. And when you say that, folks I don't even like pay attention to the news or nothing like that. What the fuck is that shit? <laughs> Everyone's all crazy because he said the F word on the television. <laughs> Man charged with terrorism after driving SUV into Woodfield Mall. 
Javier Garcia, 22, of Palatine, who police said drove an SUV into Woodfield Mall, has been charged with terrorism. Ugly ass nigga, I'll punch you in your fucking mouth, bro. Woodfield, where the fuck is that at? Woodfield? In California? No? If it's not in California, man, I don't, probably don't know where it is, dude. <laughs> um... Damn. Nothing exciting in the breaking news department. Hmm. I'm still reading. I'm just like reading right now. Just looking at this, uh, follow, this is a guy following on, on Twitter, Inner City Press, at, at Inner City Press on Twitter, Matthew Russell Lee, he covers the SDNY and UN banks and IMF patron.com slash Matthew Russell, I mean, he, he covers, uh, inner, he's basically like a media dude, but he's been covering this whole entire 6-9 case, so it's been kind of interesting to see what. What's what's happening with all this, especially when you're in the news and stuff like that? So, I mean, when you're into news and you're into what's going on and stuff, it's kind of, it makes it kind of interesting. So, Damn, Pitbull's like the smallest dude on that fucking stage. Elite eight. Elite eight of all the people that are going to be fighting each other. So, March 2020 is Patricio Pitbull versus Pedro Calvalho. Um, I don't think Emmanuel Sanchez got a, a date yet, but... Um, Adam Borich versus Darian Caldwell. I didn't show the rest of them, but yeah. Um. Anyways, Tyron Woodley says, "I'm a nightmare matchup for him every day of the week." I mean, I wonder what he says. I mean, it's cool to see him coming back after that fight. I mean, that was like a complete one-sided fight. And, you know, going back to thinking about how that fight went, it's like he got, Tyron Woodley got Khabib the entire fight. Obviously, like I said, he gave Kamaru a lot of a lot of credit and stuff, but just the fact that Kamaru came in and and did what he did, I mean that he shut him down. So it's gonna be hard to convince people about that you're better than him or Kamaru is a, you're a bad matchup for Kamaru every single time you talk about it, um, because of the way that that first fight went. So it's gonna be hard for people to 
you know, get behind him in that. I want to see what he said. You know, I'm an open-minded dude, so I don't really go against this stuff. And, oh, what about that one fight night? And blah, blah, blah. I see people clapping back at Woodley for saying that. Like, you're not even in the cage. And half these motherfuckers talking about this shit aren't even fighters, bro. You don't even know what it's like. You don't even know what the grind is like. It's a beautiful grind. It's a hard grind. I know because I've done it. And I've trained. And I've, and I've been through that feeling. It's devastating, especially when you're on the wrong side of it. But it's beautiful when you're on the right side of it. So let me see what he says. Tyron Woodley will. This is uh, via MMAfighting.com by Damon Martin, September 29th, 2019. Quoted by Tyron Woodley says When you watched Kamaru Usman fight, I don't have to watch it. It was a silhouette of Tyron in the octagon, or something happened when I jumped in and stopped. Stomp down. I think my spirit left my body, Woodley said during a Q&A with fans in Vancouver. I can give him credit for what he did. He stayed focused. He executed, but we all know that wasn't Tyron Woodley. So I don't have to go back and watch the film and say the train wrestling affected me. I'm a Division One All-American wrestler, not Division Two. I'm not knocking that, but it's a way different level. When you think about striking, when you think about my resume, it's not that he did something great that I couldn't keep up with. It's just one of those nights that when you walk out there, everything feels perfect, and you get so close to your opponent, and your battery pack is snatched out of your back. That's really what it's felt like. For all the things Usman did right that night, Woodley can't help but feel like he didn't give him much of an opponent that night, and ultimately cost him the welterweight title. If I look at the way the fight went, I don't think I won a round in that fight. If that was me fighting me, I would have knocked my ass out, Woodley said. The only thing I can take away is that I had to go back and rebuild and sharpen my tools. Get that hunger back and that's where I feel I'm at right now. Unfortunately, Woodley, for Woodley, his bad night at the office cost him the welterweight title he so coveted, which is why he's much more determined to get it back. Losing the lopsided decision to Usman the first time isn't deterring Woodley, but rather motivating him to prove that that loss was an anomaly rather than a mismatch or he was distracted heading into the fight. Um, um, Kamaru Usman's skill set-wise on paper, I'm a nightmare for him every day of the week. What happened in the octagon is one. I never make excuses. I walked in four world, world title fights with the weight of the world on my back, personal issues, injuries. I never healed from injuries before, but you guys never heard about that. The second I go out there and I fight, and I'm not char- characteristic Tyre Woodley that you see, immediately it's music that's distracting me. It's movies that's distracting me. It's a music... I've been doing the same thing forever, you guys. Just never hear about it. But as far as he would go different, what would go different in a potential remax? Woodley is going to try to reinvent the wheel against Usman, rather just fight the way that made him, that made him the four-time defending world Tour champion the first time around. Just fight, just like I lost Rory McDonald. You didn't hear me make complaints. Same thing with Jake Shields. Same thing with Usman. You got to take your hat off because no matter what circumstance prevented me from going out there and doing what I need to do, the person that he was fighting, one of the greatest welterweights of all times, knew on paper it was a very difficult matchup, knew the things I was able to do and capable of in my career, and I went in and I executed. You know, fortunately, I like to see that fight with Tyron Woodley. Again, but not right now. I think with the fact that they're now they're doing Colby versus Usman at UFC 245, another thing, if you heard me a couple weeks ago or a week ago, I was fired up. I was upset. My own, my girlfriend told me, she was like, dude, you sounded so pissed off on that fucking episode, dude. i like, what? I did? And I look back and I look, I'm like, 
fuck. I was fired up because it pissed me off with the fact that if that fight wasn't happening, man. Everyone's talking about it. Everyone's saying, oh, that's the fight that needs to be made. But when these dudes don't want to fight. And it's only because, you know, maybe it's because of money and stuff. I was just getting impatient, man. Because waiting for a long time. And that's a fight that we want to see for heck of long. So, I mean, obviously, it's, it's, it's confirmed. It's set for UFC 245. I'm excited. I really sincerely hope it goes through. And we got Masvidal versus Diaz happening for the BMF title. That's really... Uh, Awesome and exciting. So now with this welterweight title fight added to the list, it makes it to where it's more exciting. So it's interesting to see what's going to happen with all that. Pretty fucked up, man. But yeah, interesting. Interesting landscape. The fact that that's happening, what I was going to relate to Tyron Woodley was that I think we're going to have Tyron Woodley versus Leon Edwards. I think that's a viable matchup. I think that's an interesting matchup. And I think that's a fight that should be made. Anyways, I mean, I, th- I think that's all we had today, literally. I mean, I don't think that we needed to talk about anything else. I mean, like I said, I think we talked about every single thing that we needed to talk about in today's episode. Um, and... Hmm. Hmm. I was reading this post. Sorry, I got really distracted for a second. But um, Connor's Connor's teammates had really good nights, really good wins as well too. Um. AJ Agazarm was successful. Um, anyways, like I said, that was that's it for us, ladies and gentlemen. I think that's all we need to talk about. Um, like I said, we'll be back later on this weekend. Oh, later on this week for sure. Um, appreciate you guys for joining us here on this episode of Kicking It with the King. We definitely were kicking it today. We had a lot of fun. We talked about a lot of different stuff. Um, like I said, we're always trying to develop here on this podcast. Like I said, enjoyed it every single second of it. And we're going to continue to make history, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to continue to do that. So I appreciate you guys for joining us here. You can visit my podcast page and main page directly at k at, at www.anchor.fm slash MMA show. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at gthekingmma. Uh, Facebook.com slash Gabriel. The King Hernandez, um, Instagram, like I said, KWTK, Twitter, KWTK Pod, Instagram, like I said, KWTK Pod is what I meant to say. Like I said, if you need uh, anchor.fm slash start for you to start your own podcast or create your own podcast to start connecting with the audiences that you feel you deserve to connect with, it doesn't matter who you are, you can just literally sign up, create an account start broadcasting the world it's available every single place have podcast cover art anything else you need to do and perfect um everything else is up there ladies and gentlemen appreciate you guys it was cool to come in here on a sunday to do this show and um talk about everything and you know get 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 um no it's just cool to um 
relate to everybody and talk to everybody and just be out there and have a good shows and stuff. So I appreciate you guys for joining us. We'll be back later on this week for sure, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you all for tuning in. G, the king, will be back, ladies and gentlemen. We are out, baby.